Welcome back to the Blush Podcast. Um, today is, you know, a podcast about relationships. But you know what? It's also a first because I think this is the first time we are recording with just it, me and Keys. I think this is our first episode where it's just you and I. So this is this is like a, it's a very sweet moment. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, but yes, it is uh, an episode. You know, it's today is Valentine's, or when you guys are listening to it, it'll be Valentine's Day. So happy V Day for those who are celebrating. I know Keys, you probably are since you have a have a beautiful hello life. boo. I yeah. do, I do. But I'm celebrating it with my friend Prince's third wheeling on our little date. Really? So Wait, what are y'all doing yes. for Valentine's Day? Well, so we were invited because of my food blog flavor behavior. We were invited to this like seafood boil thing to test out for free. Ooh. And my sister sent it in the group chat with everyone. And my friend Prince replied first, like, oh, I want to go. Then I was like, I want to go, but it's on Valentine's Day. So I want to go with Janai. And he's like, well, I saw it first. So unless you pretend that I'm Janai, I really don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's all three of us going which is whatever but are you guys gonna do any, are you and Janai gonna do anything afterwards or like maybe I don't know I guess we wanted to do like a cute little like hotel thing but I'm broke and like I feel like we should just spend the money on something that might last a little longer like you know like a gift you would have longer than just like one day at a place you know what I'm saying no I feel you I understand you want like I feel also right now it's kind of just so strange like there's not a, so many things to do and if whatever is open it's like sold out because of like the lack of capacity that they're op- like they're having so I understand I'm I think like this year for me I'm gonna try to like I'm not doing anything like I have nothing particularly planned but um technically I have a date tomorrow so okay which is the 13th which is like i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna pretend that that's my valentine's day even though it's like not actually on valentine's day and that's entirely my fault like i literally told the guy i was like i do not want to like spend valentine's day yet because i don't feel like we're like that's too much yeah Yeah. like we're it's just so soon so i was like okay wait let's just like do something cute on saturday and like that'll be great for me because i love cute dates He's supposed to take me ice skating. And then Sunday, Ooh, I'll just like. fun. Yeah. I think like Sunday, what I'm going to do is because fun announcement, guys, by the way, the blush magazine, the online magazine is finally, it's finally, everything's like started to work out. I know there was like some complications with uh, the website and some legal things were happening. Um, but what's great is a lot of stuff got resolved. So within hopefully the next month, the website will be up. And it'll be yes. up and running. New articles will be coming out. And, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, I have a uh, column called Love on 27th. And that's basically, I'm, I have been going out on dates and, by the way, also being very COVID, you know, go COVID safe and everything, but going out on dates. And um, I've been writing about my experiences. So I'm really excited to like post about those. So st- stay tuned for that. But anyway, today's episode is about toxic relationships but before we like really get into that i think the whole like idea of this episode came from the movie that came out recently which is malcolm and marie starring zendaya and i forgot the other guy's name um have you seen that movie what did you think of it yeah um it's uh denzel washington's son 
Oh, okay, so, okay, cool. Something something Washington <laughs> nice. is his name. <laughs> I watched it. It was good. I had seen it. I think I'd maybe seen the coming attraction on like Twitter or Instagram. So yeah. I've been like awaiting it to come out. I can't lie and say that I watched it entirely completely without fast forwarding through a couple of the extremely long monologues that were just like, okay, next piece of action. That's how I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, the cinematography was my favorite part about the movie. Yeah, it was the good. clips like and, and scenes. Yeah. yeah, but not even like the black and white was cool, but like the scenes where he would or she would be in the house and then you would see him out like through the window doing like whatever oh, in the background yeah yeah, or, like, yeah sometimes it would like have it mirror each other where she would be like in the bathtub all like calm and neutral and then you would see him like outside like having a spaz attack and then like it would flip to now she's in the tub drowning in her like emotions and he's the calm one so mm-hmm. it was cool how they did that like that there's a lot of really interesting camera choices and i mean honestly guys we're not gonna we're gonna just be straight up this is a two-hour movie of basically two people arguing for two hours straight i mean and i i gotta give so much like this i feel like for me personally like i already liked zendaya because i was a fan of i love her I think she does what it's like shake it up shake it up yeah shake it, off. Shake it up i was a fa- i was a big fan of that show when i was younger so i already liked her a lot but i think this definitely like this and euphoria definitely solidified her as like the like the actress of our generation she's just a phenomenal actress like she was so good and i definitely thought her oh character God. was much more interesting than um than malcolm's character like yeah, I th- I thought she had like a lot more interesting. Um, I don't know, just like her what she was saying, which is I it felt like she was a lot more because he was basically it just sounded like he was Malcolm was basically just like criticizing um, critics in Hollywood and she but she kept on going into like her past and who she was. So, but anyway, I definitely would recommend watching this movie. But the reason we were talking about it is because you know there's a they have a very volatile toxic relationship like throughout that movie it's really like kind of messed up so Keith I wanted to ask you when you were watching that movie what were your thoughts when you were like because it was basically like up and down like there were some moments when they're laughing having a good time and the next thing like they're straight up like going at it saying the most horrific things ever to each other like what were you what were some of your like thoughts about it and you know like what did you how did you feel about that so going into the movie, I did watch it with my my little boyfriend and he was like, why do you want me to watch this movie? And mm-hmm. like, for me, I don't know, I guess I wanted to see if the if we had similar interactions. I don't know. I guess I'm a weirdo. I was like, let me just like make sure like our relationship is healthy and not mm-hmm. like this one that I'm about to watch. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so then like I watched it. And so I guess that's when I realized that there's a very thin line between like just there being a disagreement and someone raising their concerns about the way that they feel the other individual is treating the other one versus when it gets into like the name calling and like the things that are just not productive and it's just like counterproductive to what are you actually arguing over or are you just trying to hurt my feelings? Yeah. And I think that's when it gets into like the toxic of just like degrading people's character and making them feel useless. Like the part where he started talking about all the other little girls that he used to be with, the Kiki, like literally just to hurt yeah. her feelings. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like saying that you're not that special. Like I had other relationships. And also the way he said it, he was like, you're not the only girl I've broken girl I've ever dated. I was like, that's a really fucked up thing to say, but okay. Like his logic was just, it wasn't, it was just, I don't know. Like my whole thing, my issue was really like, I don't think there was really a, there was anyone who was truly like better than the Mm -hmm. other, to be honest. I definitely felt like they were toxic on both sides Mm -hmm. because, you know, like if I was like, I was trying to like, I watched the movie twice because I wanted to like, I, I, my thing is like, especially when it comes to these kind of, you know, more artistic films, if you know what I mean. I tried it to go, I tried the first time I watched strictly from like, what was Marie's perspective like what was she feeling like how would she feel if i was her how would i feel then the second time i watched it i watched it entirely from his perspective you know what i mean like i wanted to see like from both angles that's nice you know i try um (laughs) and so i kind of like when i watched it from her perspective i definitely was like he's just a dick like the fact that he didn't thank her during like the speech or whatever that she yeah. talked about i was like that's a dick move and then also that he didn't cast her like it was a lot of like i was like damn like he's like he's like a he's just a jerk like he just sounds like a total like a-hole and then when i was listening from her perspective i was just like this girl is trying to start fights like every like she like- was because he kept trying to walk away and then she would come back like but also, I just feel like da 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 da. Yeah, so I would like be like she'd did. be happy, and then we'll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's what was good about the movie. You couldn't really. Both people were equally good and bad, so you weren't able to pick a side, and it made it like very yeah. unbiased. And I appreciated that because it wasn't trying to make it seem like the guy is just like the awful human that they always do in the movies. They both equally had their own issues, and together it was just not. It was, but yeah. Then, was it working or was it not working? Because I feel like it was also, a, was it a productive conversation? I mean, they not got out all. everything. I mean, like, at the end of the day, wanted. what happened? Like, at yeah, the end, did, what, did they gain anything? And that, like, at the end of that night, like, he, it just seemed like. Right, they, and then she just still stayed with him. Like, it's not like he changed if he was, didn't make it seem like he was going to appreciate her more. And I guess that's the question of, like, toxic relationships. It's like, well, when is it? this is not working anymore when do you call it quits and they're like okay we keep having these disagreements and this is just how you are and it doesn't work well with how i am and we just gotta go apart well it was something that it was interesting and like okay obviously this episode is not only going to be about like recognizing when to leave toxic situations but also one recognizing when to be excited about like healthy interactions but about uh, specifically about toxic stuff i was uh, i love psychology today like i love it because it makes me it makes me feel like i'm so smart and i'm like learning something (laughs) but i was like out of my own curiosity i wanted to like look up what they had about like toxic relationships and this is something that is interesting so they had an article basically where it was like five signs of a toxic relationship and it was a subtle character assassinations that was throughout the movie and it wasn't yes. even that su- it started off subtle and then it like got gradually so much bigger to like two really aggressive like standpoints then there was controlling without knowing it a hundred percent was seen in the movie they were trying to like dictate how the other person should be uh jealousy passive aggressive behavior we saw a lot of that especially from maria 
Um, Never Taking Ownership, that was from Malcolm. We saw that the entire movie. <laughs> but, like, it's not, like, I feel like it's, it's we, we all have, like, I think we all struggle with a little bit of the, all these things, but, like, these, like, if this is the main themes of your relationship, it's, like, it's so, and, like, the last one is negativity for too long. They were stuck, like, in that fight, like, like, literally from when let's say they got home around like 11 p.m they were fighting till what till like 5 a.m it was exhausting and as a viewer i was also exhausted i was like this is like this is not a fun movie you know what i mean i wouldn't call this like hey let's like this is a fun girls night movie no this is this is a movie you watch once maybe twice if you're trying to prepare for a podcast but once (laughs) because it is hella 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 aggressive with like the dialogue you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but for you, Keys, when in your own life, have you ever had like the thing where you needed to like, when did you, did you ever have like a toxic relationship where, or like, where you kind of needed to like, in which you needed to, I guess, take yourself out of it. And like, yeah. how did you do that? And like, how did you go about recognizing it and dealing with it and moving on? Um, you know, those high school relationships in high school, you feel like, oh, this is who I'm going to marry. Like there's nothing else beyond high school. And like, although this is a shitty relationship, this is just what I've become accustomed to. And like, you're my forever. And so I went through that in high school. And then I went to college and I was introduced to an entire new world, made all new friends that saw that relationship from the outside. And like, they didn't care about the history. They didn't care about high school. They just were like, no, like, what do you mean you're going to marry this person? Like, he's clearly a psycho. He has weird vibes. Every time they like, he would call me and I would be on the phone with my friends. He'd be like, who's in the room? Like, show me the room. Like, who's there? Oh, God. Um, like, it was really bad. Like, toxic to its finest. But then I had to, like, throughout time and months, I realized how I contributed to it as well. And just, like, allowing that into my space. Like, at the end of the day, it's a choice. And I literally had to just say, like, no. Like, I'm sorry. No, I, I can't see you anymore. And I just never texted him back ever again I was this is the end it was sad I cried because I thought this was the forever but then I also identified what my I do have a toxic trait my toxic trait is gaslighting Mm. oh you're so you're saying you're the one to gaslight I am oh interesting that's my toxic trait so that's where we kind of would play back and forth in like the toxic relationship like he would be jealous controlling this that and or maybe I can now that I think about it Maybe I adapted the gaslighting from that relationship. It might have been that, like, that, it, that it's something that you developed as, a, like, a defense mechanism to, like, compensate for the, like, emotional, yeah. like, instability. Because I don't think I used to gaslight him. He used to gaslight me. And then that translated into my other relationships after that where I used to gaslight the other people. As far as, like, no, like, you're crazy. What are you talking yeah. about? Like flip it back on them and like mm-hmm. I guess it's the not taking accountability because I'm like well you're wrong too so let's talk about how you're wrong and then like forget about what I did but let's talk about you and now we're talking about you and then you forget about me and then I just sit there like hmm. and then like I completely missed your point because now I'm thinking about how you did something wrong so yeah that's my mm. concentrate did you do you do you feel like you had like it's I mean I'm gonna assume you only developed that during the toxic relationship but do you, you don't feel like you had that beforehand, right? Like, do you have no. any? So then it might have been something that you developed during the, like. I think so. Mm-hmm. As, like, a defense mechanism. Because I feel like I don't. 
I mean, unless it's like it's two really toxic people that get into a relationship, I do feel like a lot of toxic relationships, at least in my own life that I've witnessed or that I've even experienced, it's usually one person has like some more toxic, not saying that one person's like an angel or any other person's like like the worst human ever, but like one person may have more toxic traits to them that they contribute and due to like, you know, especially when you're young, like emotion, like, like I feel like when you're in a relationship it's just just, it's like almost like a all or nothing type situation especially like when you're in high school it's like it's like this is everything or it's nothing and um and then like you start developing similar traits like like a lot of there's like so many like different psychological studies that talk about mirroring and how partners tend to mirror each other whether they start to look more alike whether it's dressing alike talking similarly having similar more similar like they really start mirroring each other and i think that can definitely be can seen in like toxic behavior mm-hmm. you know but so so for you you're saying like you were able to recognize that you needed to leave it started off with your friends from high from college being like what the heck is this and then was that like you were able to kind of like step outside and like look from like were you able to like look at it and be like wait they're right early. no actually and i don't even think in the moment like i'm more so just kind of got annoyed i'm like okay you're annoying there's other cute people in college like i met yeah. someone else at my job and i'm like you gotta go and then after the fact when i think back i'm like no that was really toxic like i literally used to have to show you the room so you could see who i was with you used to like it was bad like premium toxicity to the definition to the t mm. and then that's when i just stopped really taking people seriously because it's that that it's all or it's nothing and people yeah. don't like to like can we just be chill like can we just kind of go with the flow and like just see what happens and not have to be like this i mean i guess devotion is a thing of a relationship but like i'm devoted to myself i'll be honest yeah <laughs> I mean, you're also, like, you're young. Like, we're so young. Like, I think we need to, like, treat with ourselves a lot more compassion. And I think when you're in a toxic situation, the most compassionate thing you can do is just leave. But, like, but toxic relationships, it's not only in romantic relationships. Like, it's definitely in, like, friendships, family relationships. Like, I've definitely had, like, moments where I was in, like, toxic stages with my own parents. Yep. And I don't want to get into too many details because I just know my parents will be so upset. They'll be like, why are you talking about that? Like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there was definitely moments where, like, with either of my parents, I was like, this is really toxic. And, like, the way we're interacting is just so unhealthy. And, like, it's hurt, like it's hurting both of us. And, um, I mean, what's, what's nice about my parents is I was able to really, like, have a good conversation with them. But I have other friends who never recovered their relationships with their parents because it was, like, no ability of taking – like no ability of like owning what's going on. And then like one thing I can remember, and I don't want to get into too many details because this friend might like, this former friend might like, you know, start something with me, but I had a former friend. Who's trying to start something with you? Ain't nobody (laughs) going to start nothing with you. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'll just like keep it pretty vague because this, I had a former friend who basically was always like, in competition with me and I never knew that like this is like a like a younger friend like middle school early high school type situation but like I I just remember it like I it took me up until like recently to finally get over it because it like left so much emotional scarring in me but this person they basically like they were constantly in competition with me 
And I didn't know about it. I didn't understand it because, like, I'm such an awkward, nerdy little middle schooler. So I was like, what are you? What's going on? Whatever. But they would always be in competition. And I remember I've had so many memories where, like, if if I was even, like, upset, like, something had happened. I was hurt or, like, something bad had happened to me and I was crying and some attention was given because, hey, like, there's a kid who's upset. This friend would get so jealous and create a scene talking about how they were, like, how I'm getting all the attention and they're not. And it was like such a bizarre situation, and like that. And I have, and it like, and, it, and I remember it like messed me up because then like, I was so like, because it was just such a weird thing. I ended up like develop. I had developed this thing of like, like basically pushing my feelings aside to make sure that even if I'm hurt, to make sure that the other person is doing okay. And and I and I it's happened on so many occasions like over recent years when I'll be in a relationship and I'm in an argument with like whether it's a guy or, or like a girlfriend and literally they'll like at one point I'm just like it's okay. Even if you hurt me, I'm like gonna do this for you and I'll make sure everything's fine. And they'll be like, why? Like, I literally said some really nasty shit to you. Why are you trying to be, like, accommodating to my feelings? Like, why are you trying to, you know, like, why are you trying to take care of me? Like, you should be hurt. You should be upset. And, I, and I'm like, oh, I, 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 I don't know. Like, that. Like it was a weird, like, I, I got trained to do that, which it was really, like, dangerous because I ended up, unfortunately, at one point, like, like early junior year, I got into, like, a short relationship with a guy who really, like, really used that like like really like really used that part of advantage took advantage you took advantage of me and uh, especially that aspect of me and like was gaslighting me and like because I couldn't like handle like gaslighting I really couldn't handle especially like wait but I need to make sure they're okay like and it was like all stranding like it all stranded from that relationship from when I was in middle school like it all did because like later on after that really awful relationship that I was being like taken advantage of I had to like take a hard look in the mirror and be like why like why like why am I okay like why when I'm in the most pain am I gonna right now make sure the other person is okay why is my pain not important to me and it took me so long. Like it took, I'm not even joking. It literally took me seeing the per like that person, that old friend. And like, I had to like literally like see them and like confront my feelings about it in order for me to be like, fuck this shit. Like, no, like I'm over this. I'm not going to like, why is everyone else's feelings a priority over my own? Like that's ridiculous. And it's crazy because I just I I'm, I'm it's always my biggest worry when I have like my little sister my little brother it's like I want to make sure that they don't develop any certain ideas that later like can be taken advantage of by really toxic people you know mm-hmm. but it's crazy because I think like when it comes to like toxic relationships like the only really the only way people are able to really get out of them as much as we want to be able to help our friends if you gotta toxic, go you gotta do it yourself you have to like make that like decision and it's going to be hard as hell. Like, it's going to be so hard. But it's going to feel so freeing in a year from, like, a year from that moment. You're going to be like, wow, why was I ever even allowing myself to be treated like that? You know what I mean? But No, I'm glad that you brought up. Yeah. Because uh, when you, we started talking about relationships, I was thinking of love, love relationships. And I'm glad you brought up friendship relationships and, like, family relationships. Because people don't even realize or like again the beginning of the conversation that I didn't even have that in mind but you started talking about your friend I started thinking about I used to have a really really toxic friendship 
it was really bad. Like, ended awfully. I got a black eye. Like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole another story. <laughs> but it's the still being there for people that aren't even there for themselves. And like realizing that at the end of the day, you need to put yourself first and you need to address why is it that you are making yourself susceptible to these things? You know, it's all, Mm -hmm. you got to figure it out on yourself. And I think a key thing for me is the person that hurts you can't be the person to heal you. So it's supposed, they're supposed to be your friend. So you want to confide in them when you're feeling shitty, but at the same time, they're the one making you feel shitty. So then it's just like a mind fuck of like, who do I talk to? And that's when you just got to talk to yourself. Oh my God. Literally. It's so true. I, Oh my God. Let me say when I, so when I had seen, when I saw that, that former friend, like it was based on like some circumstances. I, I had to run into them basically. And I remember like, up and like right before meeting them I was like for the most part I had resolved a lot of my issues but I was like really I was just so it felt like a like this ghost from my past I was so scared and then when I saw them we didn't have any like specific interaction about any specific details but I just like interacted with them in general and I just felt so like they just were so small in my mind do you know what I mean like and that's beautiful they went from being this like this huge pain this huge like scar to just really like a scratch you know and it was like seeing how like i hate to say it, but i felt so sorry for them because i was like that's the way you view life that's really sad and like i mm-hmm. i i can't even like that's you know and i don't know it just it made it was like all like the like the years and years of emotional turmoil that I had put myself through and I'm not saying that and again I hate like I obviously I think we also have to take accountability for our own our own selves like I don't want to be like this person is the reason I got into toxic relationships this person is the reason I got advantaged that's not true this person was also a middle school kid who had no idea what they were doing was had no idea how to do with their own emotions had serious issues at home I'm not like I, I will never ever be like your it's your fault you know what I mean but like I want to say that because I don't want because I also don't want to have this whole idea that okay we're going to always blame other people for our problems like I always we got to take mm-hmm. responsibility but it was really great for me to see that person because this ghost that I had developed in my head was also just another broken person who didn't understand how to deal with their emotions literally and, and that's I was like middle school for you <laughs> yo that's the definition of middle school <laughs> it literally is a bunch of crazy kids trying to figure out who they are and everything's weird and you have acne and boobs <laughs> <laughs> like it's the weirdest place ever you just like wake up you're like whoa what are those <laughs> and now you gotta go to school and the children are mean and you oh gotta feed by yourself oh They're little monsters and- middle schoolers are little monsters i'm not like i I was a mean middle schooler. Were you? I was mean. But everyone was mean. And like, I've grown from that. And I guess what you were saying about you can't really blame the other person, but the situation that you were in kind of almost normalized or made you think this was an okay relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's why when you it happened again in the future, you weren't like, okay, no, this is wrong because this is kind of just like what's been happening. Yeah. You know? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think also like when you don't really talk – like I feel like oftentimes people in toxic relationships, 
they don't really start expressing all the red flags from the beginning to like their pe- like their friends or family. Like they might keep it to themselves because I do know like I'm pretty sure if I had told my mom or my friends all of the situations that had happened from my child, like from my ch- not childhood, my my middle school years, they probably also would have been like that's not normal. Like that's not like and I never did. I never expressed it. It was only it was literally the first time I ever told my mom about any of the things. I was like 17 or 18. And she was just like, "What the why didn't you tell me like that's some really messed up stuff and I was like wait is it like was it really that messed up like I had I was just like wait what (laughs) but yeah toxic relationships it's a it's a big thing unfortunately but it is and it's weird and now I'm in a relationship now and like it's healthy and you're like yay (laughs) but I still know and I'm aware of like my old habits I told you like my biggest thing is gaslighting I have to work on that I like it's the thing is I really like to argue well, I don't like to argue. I'm very good at it. Like okay. I was in I was in the enrichment program in elementary school and there was a debate class that I was in. So when I say I can completely make you forget what you were talking about because I brought up a really good point and now we're talking about this right now. Yeah. That's just I do with my brother, I do with everybody, but I guess I have to work on that. And I'm gonna work on it, but I do do like to argue. You're gonna forget what you were talking about by the end. You're gonna ask why you even brought it up to me because here we are, <laughs> here we are, and this is completely off topic. Yeah, sorry. No, I I definitely feel that. Like I'm. Everyone has like. I definitely think for me, one thing that I have to actively work on is just reminding myself that I don't need like validation from a person if I'm dating like that's like an issue that I really actively try to like get over is like I don't need validation from this person I don't need active validation from this person like we want obviously compliments we want like reassurance but like like I think ask like needing a validation is a very dangerous thing but anyway so that's on toxic relationships but to t- but to end this podcast on a little lighter note Yes. about like healthy relationships keys how do you feel like your i'm assuming your relationship now is much healthier than this past toxic one how do you feel being in is there moments when you're like oh my god like it's like oh this is what a healthy relationship is you know like do you have any moments when you're like this is a great feeling <laughs> i guess communication is key and for me going into it i made sure that i kind of set my boundaries um on like what I accept what I don't like so then like down the line if I bring it up you kind of already are aware like hey she said that she she doesn't like these things mm-hmm. um so communication I think keeps it healthy I feel like it could be a little healthier just because like we got our own shit like going on I dealt with a crazy ass psycho boyfriend so like some stuff triggers me mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you might have just been curious. Like, you honestly just wanted to know, oh, like, what are you doing today? You know, and I'm over here like, why are you asking me what I'm doing? Like, mind your business. Why do you need to know everything that I'm doing? But, like, literally, he was just asking me, like, what are you doing to know today? what you're up to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I guess, yeah, communication, like, understanding, like, what you're getting at. And if I'm feeling a way about something, just bringing it up and not letting it spin in my head and think like, well, maybe this means shoulda, coulda, woulda, like (laughs) that's my brain. And then like him like opening up in regards to like the shit that happened to him in his past relationships and like how certain stuff triggers him. 
But as far as just beyond just love relationships and just friend relationships, I guess that balance of not overgiving. Mm. Because when people, people take advantage of that, whether they intentionally mean to do it or not. But if you keep giving, people are going to take. That's just kind of what it is. Like, if I'm giving you something, if I'm like, here, have some cookies, you might not want them or you might not think you need them. But it's like, there's cookies right here. Like, she's <laughs> offering me cookies right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, and like leaving time for myself, I guess. I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel like you need to be helping me identify the health. <laughs> <laughs> I I think like some things like I've, I'm I'm gonna just take from like different things, whether it's from like romantic relationships I've had, healthy ones, friendships, even like family ones. Some like key points that I have noticed that help contribute to a really healthy, happy relationship is like what you described, communication. I'm a huge communicator, but I also think. Again, you need to also understand that, like, everyone, I I think you have to be able to, like, just work on empathy, like, communication, but also understand that, like, another person might not be able to exactly say what they're feeling the way that you need to hear it in order to understand it. You know what I mean? Like, people people communicate differently and like love languages and understanding how people express themselves like oh like a really great example is like my mom and I like my mom and I have an amazing relationship like we're really really close but there are times when we're like not in sync and it's like really difficult and which is natural and uh and one thing that really helped me like develop like work on our relationship to be a lot healthier and stronger was recognizing each other's love languages And like for me, for example, the way I express love is by gifts. I love giving gifts. I love like putting time. Oh, you need to send me something. (laughs) I will. You know what? I'm really, I actually already planned. You're going to laugh. I already planned out what I'm giving everyone at the end of the semester. Like I've already like decided. Like I'm like really crazy like that. But anyway, no, I'm not even kidding. He's like, I've already, I literally already have it like set up. So anyway. Okay. (laughs) But like I, I show my love like through gifts, you know. Or um, I really love like quality time, whereas my mom is entirely on acts of service. Like her whole love li- mm-hmm. love language is on acts of service and like doing things without even needed to, needing to say that you did those things, like just doing it. And being able to recognize that it helped us communicate. Like she'll be like, when, when I would get her something, she'll be like, oh, like she's just really genuinely me- showing me her love. She's not trying to like avoid an issue or like if I, w- or like, if she was, if I did something for her and I see that she's so excited, it's because she recognizes that I did it. Like I did something without her asking me to. So like, I think recognizing how each other, like how people communicate or how people express love is really important and definitely helps. But also like cultivating relationships, like every significant friendship that I have in my life was something that like was a relationship that I spent time cultivating and like, you know, making sure that we are really compatible. Like my friends, I have friends who I have very different beliefs with. Like we have like totally on the spectrum. We're very different, but because we, I've, we both spent those time, like really getting to know each other and realizing that we're more than just opinions. We're really just people who really want to feel like loved and excited in this world. We were Mm -hmm. able to really develop very deep, deep relationships. So I don't know when it comes to like healthy relationships, I just think it's taking the time to recognize how people express and if in realizing that we all express ourselves so differently 
So I guess it's, that's a hard question. You know what I mean? I think it just depends per person, but that's how I, that's how I was able to have healthy relationships was just by me putting the effort into recognizing how do people express themselves, you know, you know what I mean? No, definitely. That's, that's, that was like key. a long one to like, tan. That was a little no, tangent. I, I, got, <laughs> I definitely related to that. Cause for me, when people communicate with me, I don't really do well with criticism and like mm. I automatically like think it's an attack on my character and that's where the gaslighting sort of starts because I'm like okay so you want to talk about me and how and then so yeah that's a key how people communicate and like understanding and they, you can address it and say I don't really like the way that you said this mm-hmm. but I can see what you were trying to say yeah and that and have like a understanding that way I'm yeah. getting better it's like it's literally being like i love you but the way you said that didn't vibe with me so like if you want to tell me something like this please just like say it in this way otherwise i'm gonna get in my head about it so let's like yeah instead of getting in their heads let's just you know keep a straight arrow (laughs) literally literally so i guess we should probably wrap up the episode i'm really you know what i liked it was a good vibe we never had an episode where it's just you and you and i so i really enjoyed it i was into it oh my god guys when you see the video version i mean obviously i look disheveled but he's here shout out to her outfit she looking good she got the pink outfit the pink hair i mean like literally the star in her hair i mean and here i am literally in my pjs that i got from target so (laughs) um anyway everyone i hope you guys had a good weekend if you celebrated valentine's with your significant other that's beautiful if you celebrated valentine's day giving yourself a self-care day that's beautiful you know everyone i hope everyone's also doing well in school with a semester but that's about it. Akiz, do you have any final words for this episode? Everyone go get a massage, go get a pedicure, <laughs> go get a facial self-care, even if you don't have anyone else. Do it for yourself. <laughs> do it for yourself. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>